you ready to Joshua Osborne engage on this bold journey, bold new mm-hmm. journey, bold new journey into the uncharted territory of episode twenty-three of Noob Talk. Episode twenty-three, eh? I, I believe so. Nice. Yes, this is of course not counting the. Uh, I called it a fireside chat. I don't know if you noticed. Okay, the, the, the horror okay. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah nice yeah. fireside. <laughs> I like it. someday. I think. I think we should get. We'll have to have an actual, on. an actual fireside chat. Are you a cabin guy? Like cabin I used in the woods? To. Yeah, I used to. Yeah. Mm. Listen, if they ever open the border again, I'd love to drive you to my uh, my cabin in the country. Oh, you got a cabin? Yeah, it's super nice. Whereabouts? Uh, Shattuckie, New York. Okay. Uh, so nice. super close. Just, nice, just nice. it's like ten minutes over the border. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, nice. it's really it's really cool, and it's very like in the woods. Mm-hmm. It's not like close to a well, it's close to a river, the Shattuckie River, mm-hmm. but it's not close to like a lake or something. Okay. You know, yeah. most people have like cabins on the lake kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's just dead, it's like deep in the woods. Nice, well, nice. It's not that deep in the woods. It's well, a little, still, but, yeah. yeah, nice. It's it's, awesome. de- it's deep enough in the woods to be like sort of Blair Witch level scary. Nice. All right, all right. <laughs> At nice. least to me, it was nice. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> Although I do scare easily, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, welcome back to episode twenty-three of New Talk. Uh, good to be back. Yeah, and we've been we've been away for about a month. Vacationing. Had, yep, vacation time. I had a nice vacation. It was very fun. Kakuna, Kakuna Matata. Uh, <laughs> super chill. Uh, and uh, you know, Teague, how you been over the past month? Vacationing too. <laughs> staycation. Sorry, staycation. Yeah. Well, vacation is really a state of mind. Mm-hmm. It's not really a place, mm-hmm. you know, except when it is a place, and then it's a place. Yeah, well, I'm on vacation, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so let's kick things off with probably the most exciting thing for me recently. Oh, come on. Of course um, it is. Like, uh, I, was, I mean, how have you waited so long to start talking about it? Like, uh, I don't know. Come on, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Barely even spoke about it before we started recording. Yeah, I know. I've, like, I've wanted to hear about it the whole time. Uh... Well, Resident Evil 8 is finally out. <laughs> I think the best way to synopsize how I feel about Resident Evil 8 uh, is I played the... I mean, I've obviously talked extensively about my love for 7. Did I even talk about it in the horror episode? Or Must did I have. not because we already covered it in Games of the Generation? I can't remember. But anyways, it got talked about at least heavily on one of the two. It's been talked about, yeah. It's been talked about. But yeah, I think the best way to synopsize how I feel is I tried the demo. Now, the demo release was super, super weird. I don't know if you followed that whole thing. No. It's like what they initially wanted to do was I think after that, I actually ended up, um, it was when we were not recording because I was going on vacation, but I ended up not even watching the, sh- the showcase they did. Uh, but I think basically they dropped the demo very soon after the showcase. Mm-hmm. And it was available. It was really weird. It was like you had an eight hour period to download the demo. And if you didn't download it in that eight hours, that's it. Hmm. It's super weird. And it's also a time demo, which is not that weird. You could play for an hour. You could go as far as you wanted. It was like infinite. Hmm. But you, you, can only, you can only play for an hour. Um, and I think I prefer demos that don't have time constraints just because I I think time constraints, it really depends on who the person is if you deal well with it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's fair as a taste, you know. Um, you don't want to give too much, uh, so yeah. okay. Uh, I think it's okay. But Yeah, yeah. I think I just prefer when they cordon off a small area. Mm-hmm. And they're like, explore this small area as much as you want. Right, right. Just because, like, I mean, I read some funny things. Uh, I'm derailing myself, but I read some funny things recently about average playtimes for Resident Evil games. Mm-hmm. On some, I think, IGN article or something. And they were saying how... And I just... I find these things so completely not in keeping with my own experiences. But apparently the playtime for... Because I think they were saying Resident Evil 8 has a playtime of an average of 10 hours. And I was like, that's probably... That sounds nuts. Um, Then I read... They also said 7 had a playtime just under that of 9 hours. And I was like, dude, my playthrough of Resident Evil 7 took like at least 40 hours. Oh, really? 
And I know a lot of that's because I just, I really take my time in these games because I know they're limited, finite experiences and I really just explore everything to like, I'll go over a single room in like extreme detail, you know, mm. pouring over every little like photo on the on the wall and stuff. <laughs> but also because, you know, these games put that level of detail in where it, it will reward you. Like mm -hmm. they really do, like they're super good at uh, just basic environment design. But to, to bring that back to the time demo it's kind of that's just not the way i experience right, these things right no, I, I yeah i really like i just i go super slowly in these kinds of games mm -hmm. so it's not good for me but it does make sense as like i think it's a fair shake you know like uh, again i think a demo of any kind is it should be on every game but um yeah i think any taste is nice yeah, at least you yeah. know then before you buy right totally and totally i think that's just it's, good practice. It should be a standard, I think. It should be a standard. I, I completely uh, agree with you. And it's like, it's more than just the weird eight-hour window thing. Mm -hmm. That they then they reversed it after and they were like, okay, fine, you know, too many people are complaining about this. Basically because a lot of people were just being like, I was at work all day. Like, mm -hmm. when was I supposed to notice, <laughs> like, notice this was happening and like run home and download? Like, that's crazy, you know, which it is. Uh, so they put it open to a, a full week. Um, okay, well. That, but it's, it's, again, it's still kind of weird because you could get that demo before the game came out, but they, you couldn't get, like, the demo's gone after that. Okay, yeah. It's strange, you know? I guess their rationale is that, like, you can look at reviews after that, so you don't need it anymore. I don't know. I don't know, you know? though. Like, I find it's that kind of strange. It's weird. It's that, weird. That is weird. Yeah. But all that to say, the only reason why I specifically cared was I just wanted to try the demo to make sure it was going to run on PS4. Mm. It's the only thing I was concerned about. Fair um, enough. And as soon as I saw that, like, it runs totally fine, I was like, turn it off and like, ah, oh, that's enough. You know, like, I'll just, I'll pre-order the game now and like, it's fine. But yeah, playing the game to come back to, to synopsize how I feel about Resident Evil 8, my immediate feeling after trying the demo was that kind of, it, it just reminded me of like, what good games are like. Hmm. You know, like, everything immediately felt amazing, looked amazing, the environments were beautiful, the controls were perfect, like, the framework was completely fine, and it just sort of made me, kind of restored my faith a little bit in, like, yeah, some companies still do it right. Hmm. You know, yeah. like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, it showed me, like, what, you know, what good games look like again, and I was like, my god, like, I kind of forgot that they could be that good. Fair. Yeah, totally yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I don't really have that much to say about the actual game. Um, I, I was really excited to play it. I got it, and I've played for I just like a two-hour session last night. It seems extremely good from what I've seen. Like the atmosphere is really cool. Before, I was always comparing it to like Resident Evil Five versus Four in terms of like the way Four transitioned into a slightly different thing in Five. I feel okay. like Seven transitioned into a slightly different thing in Eight. Okay, um, but. Uh, it's probably a more accurate comparison that, which is what all the journalists are saying, um, that it's a lot more like Resident Evil 4, just in terms of it's taking a lot of pages out of the Resident Evil 4 playbook. Okay. Um, like the village scenario itself, uh, the initial encounter, it has a really cool, like, there's a sequence where you get stormed by, like, enemies in the, in the village area. Okay. And you just have to survive. And that's exactly like Resident Evil 4 was. It's like they put you in a place, suddenly tons of zombies are coming at you, and you can't kill them all. It's, like, impossible. Mm. And you just have to survive until some unspecified point in time that you don't know. Uh, I'm not a fan of that. Like, uh, that kind of stuff drives me crazy. Um, I know how you feel. Yeah. It's just like, well, like, I'd like to know what I'm going for here. Like, yeah, like yeah. What I, I know, have to do. I know how you feel, but at the same time, it's so unsettling. Mm -hmm. And you can't generate those emotions any other way. Fair enough. Right? And I think one of the best, one of the testaments to, the sorry, one of the best testaments to Capcom's ability to make this kind of thing work is the whole time I was playing that uh, that scenario, 
I couldn't see the point where the gears clicked in and I was out of the encounter. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, at some point in time, it kind of became a cutscene, and I was like, oh, okay, I think this is over now, and a bunch of other crazy shit happened. But the fact that I was never able to clearly see the transition between me defending myself versus the cutscene going, that's part of their artist. Like, that's, it just shows right, how right. good they are at artistry, that they yeah. can blur the line between, like, gameplay and cinematic and, it just, you know, it feels so organic. Yeah, yeah, okay. Kind of like the boss fight with, uh, you know, the, the head of the family in the garage in Resident Evil 7. I don't know if you remember that. I think we played that together. Um, yeah, I think so. Like couch co-op style. Yeah, I <laughs> vaguely recall. Yeah, it's this crazy long sequence where you're fighting with the dad in the garage in Resident Evil 7. Mm-hmm. It's another one where, you know, you kind of can't see the lines between what's something that I did versus what's something that the engine triggered. Yeah, I know what you mean. I yeah, it's hard to explain, but it's just like acting uh, or playing as a character in a movie. You don't yeah. know what your <laughs> yeah. what level of control you actually have, you know. Exactly, which is yeah. sort of what bothers me. Um, I, I I can understand. Yeah, like, I, can understand. I mean, it's I really love watching it. Yeah, don't enjoy so much playing it. Well, the good thing is that those moments are few and far between. Right, right. Like they do use them very sparingly, okay. uh, nice. and they don't. They really rarely take clear directives or control away from the player. Okay, nice. It's just to accomplish these set pieces. Right, right. You know? No, that's nice. Um, it's cool. No, it's cool. Um, but yeah, I started the game on hardcore difficulty <laughs> because I read uh, on the IGN review that uh, he had a big sidebar about recommending difficulty, which I actually thought was kind of nice. They very rarely talk about recommending difficulty in, in, in uh, reviews. Okay. Um, and I love that because I always I, f- I find it really I agonize about what difficulty to start games on. Mm-hmm. And he he recommended hardcore strongly being like standard was like pretty simple for me. And I'd suggest if you're like a veteran of the series or anything, like probably just go for hardcore. And I was like, oh, that's a nice recommendation. Um, but I did that. <laughs> and the very first fight with like a lycanthrope werewolf thing, um, I tried it four times. I died three out of the four times. And the one time that I beat it, I had two bullets left. <laughs> and I was at like no health. And I was like, I don't think <laughs> this is... Well, a little bit much for me, maybe. Yeah, but it sounds like it. You know? Yeah, yeah. I like the when the games are challenging, but at the same time, in a game that's already so scary and mm. like so tense, you know, it's like I don't need additional, like, and I think I can't fight another thing at all. Period. Right. Right. Without dying, you know, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, it seems extremely cool. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've just gotten into the village portion. It's totally awesome. Like, it's you. You know, you're you're meeting NPCs too in a way that you didn't do in the previous one. Okay. It's really a little different. It's clearly more action oriented. There's a lot of guns in this one. There's like a, a gunsmith kind of like a merchant. Okay. You can like upgrade your shit. I don't know if you. Yeah, you probably don't remember this from Resident Evil Four or Five, but Five maybe had a thing where objects would glint in the environment sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. And if you shot them, they'd fall down. Mm-hmm. This game did that. And I thought I was going crazy. There's a statue in the middle of town, and one of the eyes was like, it was blinking, but so faintly that I thought it was a glitch. Like, I couldn't tell if it was a graphic glitch or not. But eventually, I'm just like, I'll just try shooting it. And sure enough, like, a gem popped out. And nice, I was like, nice. oh, shit. That's, that's pretty cool. Really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I found another one after noticing that one. But it's, it's just really neat. I don't know. Good stuff. Good yeah, stuff. It, it looks really good. Like seven and eight. Uh, I mean, well, eight is... 
it's not too early to say, I guess, but seven in particular, and of course four and five back in the day, like they just completely restored my my faith in like mm. what the games industry can, the amazing things they can do. Right. You know? Like, I guess for me, it's like these are my Uncharted fours or my God of Wars or whatever. Mm. You know, like other games that people just seem to know and love. It's a, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. If if uh, if that that kind of experience interests. Anybody listening to this at all, you really owe it to yourself to check it out. I've come yeah. close myself, I have to say. I, uh, it does have a mercenary. I've watched some some walkthrough, and I was like, mm, maybe I could do this. And I'm like, nah, no. Nah. Well, it's more action. Mm-hmm. You know, so... It's it, a lot of reading. Is there? Yeah. You don't really have to read any of that stuff. You don't have to, but I mean, uh, as you said, you're like, what are you doing? You don't read this shit? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but Resident Evil is like, it's so emotional. Yeah, yeah. It's mostly just like, and also, you know, the people will talk to you and tell you stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like, they're all the right, the reading stuff, it's just like, it's yeah, fluff. Yeah. I don't listen know? to like, them either. It's world I, building. I skip over it. You know, I just, I don't know, I just want to shoot something. I think you would listen to it in this one. <laughs> yeah, like, It makes it. it personal. Well, it seems you know? like a movie. Like, yeah. it really does seem really like does. you're a character in a movie, and a good movie. Like, yeah. uh, I mean, something I'd want to watch. Um, yeah, like, I want to watch this like, horror movie. <laughs> I pretty much, I, I'm basically close to buying the game just to see the movie, because I, you know, like, I'll play it out, and it'll be like watching a really long movie, but... Uh, kind of. Yeah, I yeah. Don't know. You can also just, you know, play on easy difficulty. Like, whatever. That's true, too. I mean, I'm playing it on standard, and it seems totally manageable on standard. Mm. Like, I'm stressed out, but that's more just because the game is stressful, not because I'm like... Right. You know what I mean? But even and even so, it's not... I wouldn't say it's easy, because it's like... I mean, I think right now, I just had, like, a few successful fights. Like, I fought a bunch of guys, but, like... I'm still down to 15 bullets in my gun and three shotgun shells. That was the beauty of the Resident Evils always, though, right? Was that, like, you were always scrounging for bullets. Like, yeah. you, it, it that made the experience, right? I like, know. Um, yeah, they've got a really elegant system of, like, I don't really know how they do it, but no matter how well you're doing, you always still feel a little bit like... But I'm just like I'm just like one fight away from being on the brink. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I can't miss too many shots. No. It's no. over. You've always got that pressure on you. Or yeah. In the original games, I remember multiple times running out of ammo mid-fight and being like, well, shit. Fuck. Uh, like, I guess that's it. Um, damn. Reload an old save, maybe. Yeah, that's you know? it. Yeah, that's yeah. It. No, it's cool. It's cool. No, good stuff. Um, well, let's move on to our, our second uh, sort of general discussion topic. Yeah. Um, I particularly want to talk about this because you know, we had a phone conversation about it the other day. And right, It right. got heated quick. But, well, um, I wouldn't say heated. I mean... <laughs> Opposing opinions. <laughs> Opposing opinions. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is just this is old news, but uh, th- this is the the Days Gone director's controversial opinions on uh, April eighteenth. Um, now I'm going to forget his name. John Garvin. It's, it was uh, on David Jaffe's podcast, I believe. That sounds. I'm right. check real quick. Yeah. So uh, John Garvin was interviewed on uh, David Jaffe's podcast, and he said his famous line that got completely just thrown over the entire internet. Um, basically, if you love a game and you want a sequel, uh, you should buy it at fucking full price, mm-hmm. bleeped out in most cases. Right. Um, and it's a really fun, I mean, it's kind of like, I feel like kind of like God bless this guy for giving us this wonderful thing to talk about mm-hmm. because the comment is so delightful. And I will, uh, just full disclosure, um, it was a really long podcast. It's like four hours. I did not watch the entire thing. Mm. I'm sure that there's more context there than Absolutely. what, like 100%. Like that should not have been taken at its own at all like they were that they they talked about all kinds of shit um and i don't know you you can't just take one yeah line out of a four-hour conversation yeah and blow up on it you know Um, (laughs) yeah so 
I don't know. No, totally. Um, but it's still a really fun line just to speak about conceptually because I guess, well, initially when I talked to you on the phone about it, you were kind of like, and I'm supposed to give up a little bit of background, so this is the Days Gone creator, mm. uh, and he's kind of specifically talking about, he seems he seems quite clearly extremely butthurt over mm. the whole um, Days Gone situation. Well, the Days Gone 2 pitch didn't get taken, right? Uh, exactly. So that's what it was basically talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. Because um, it wasn't successful enough. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and he made the comparison to, you know, God of War uh, yeah. numbers. And like, I mean... I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> right then and there, that's like, well, maybe don't compare yourself to Jesus, there, buddy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. Uh, you got you pretty much have to be an idiot to blindly buy a game before testing it. And if you really want your game to sell and people to, you know, jump on it, then maybe put out a playable demo to show how amazing and flawless your game is. You know, yeah. Uh, as opposed to you know, patch after patch of fixing like ridiculous bugs and whatever, which is just the case with it, you know, most new games now. Totally. Um, not everything, but it seems to be kind of a standard. And yeah. uh, that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. You know, yeah. it's like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, yeah. uh, fuck you, uh, pretty much. Like, kind of, uh, yeah. And I you mean, were on the floor with Days, uh, I, I days bought, Gone. I bought right? it. Like, I bought it early? Days, yeah, yeah, right away. And uh, buddy, a buddy told me to. And, um, yeah, again, I, I, I could have, I, I wasn't so big into the single player stuff. I didn't give it the, the fairest shake for sure, but it definitely had issues. It didn't just, you know, pull me in fully. Like, yeah. I mean, again, to say, fuck you, buy it is kind of, I don't know. I, it, I didn't take that well. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, I feel like a statement like that, the bad thing about it is that it tries to put the responsibility on the consumer to f- to funnel their sort of maybe not optimally made games, right? <laughs> like deflect the basically victim blaming. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of blaming the victim. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, well, it's not your quite. fault. You know, I mean, like, why quite. did you guys? Uh, you know, you, yeah. not enough. You bought it. Like, uh, exactly. it's not my fault. Like, I mean, yeah. I did everything I could. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, well, <laughs> you know, I mean, like you're saying, he probably didn't do as much as he could. Well, they may have. I mean, but just again, like, uh, if you really do want your product to sell like a, a playable demo is kind of a good way for people to know that it's worth their their investment you totally because totally. like again it's a good way to put your best foot forward well yeah as a developer well to you know show that like you have nothing to hide um exactly like look the game actually is as good as we say it's gonna be yeah, and yeah. uh check it out for yourself yeah you know? yeah yeah that's kind of my perspective is it's like it's on him to make people want to buy it enough right yeah. yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. Like at the same time, though, I guess the thing that I thought was interesting that most people are not talking about is that he's still. I think it's really important to acknowledge that he's still right uh, yeah. in one way with this comment. Absolutely, because it's true that if you know, if you want a, a, a franchise, particularly a new intellectual property, to get uh, further funded, to get sequels, to get support, you know, it is important to, to show that initial interest for sure. And it's good for consumers to remember that, like, that is kind of the barometer by which these companies evaluate whether or not they'll continue to service yeah. things, create new things based on them, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So in that sense, it's still, it's worth, uh, like, his comment at face value is still worthwhile. Yeah, and... and it just glosses over some things. In the conversation and stuff, it's totally, like, it's not, there were only a few things, you know, that, like, you could really... <laughs> take the wrong way but like again the comparison to god of war like uh numbers yeah. like 
Come on, man. Like uh, It's a little ridiculous. I, yeah. I, just pull your head out of your ass. I mean, me. one of the most uh, storied, long-standing PlayStation franchises <laughs> versus right. a completely new property that not only is a completely new property, but is also largely, I mean, I don't mean to be mean, but is largely derivative of Last of Us because it came out on the heels of that. And it's like a very similar, yeah. you know, it's like it does a lot of things similarly. It's different, but it's like, yeah, you know, that's a lot. Yeah, I mean, the horde mechanic the and stuff, okay, cool. It's some neat stuff for sure. It yeah, definitely had yeah. some neat stuff. And yeah. uh, I, I mean, it was cool. But again, to like compare it to the last God of War and no, stuff. Sure, and like, I sure, wasn't a sure, fan of the sure. God of War, but it was still well done. Yeah. Um. So I, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. So again, I could see, I could take that comment as like, well, not the best, you know, I just kind of like, well, fuck you, give me a demo and let me see that it's something I want to play. Totally, totally. But he is right. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that, you know, people sometimes forget that like, I mean, yes, games are extremely expensive. There's no denying that, right? They're not cheap, Mm -hmm. but it is worth, I mean, to me at least, it's worth it to the ones that you are really excited about or that you want to see you, you want to just make sure that they kind of like more things come like it or you know whatever it's important to, to support those at absolutely. launch I think absolutely you know? like, no, and don't I think do it right. that often no, you know no, no. like but stuff like I've... Resident Evil Cyberpunk yeah. you know even Generation Zero although I didn't know about that till way later but, yeah. I would have been like that type of thing had I seen it I would have been immediately on board because mm-hmm. I just like that kind of product yeah um, yeah yeah for sure yeah. No, I think yeah. uh, again he is right. Like uh, it's it totally. was the, the part that got taken out and like certain things. Well, exactly, a little iffy. But I mean, overall he is right. I mean, yeah, you want to see more of stuff? Yeah, support it at launch. You have to fund it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. Well, let's take a little. Yeah, take a short break. A uh, we'll break. be right back in five minutes. Okay. Um. So are you ready to talk about some news that we don't really understand? Yep. So number one, we've got first. We've got some things that are. That we do understand, like Conan Exiles, Isle of Sipta, retrospective trailer. Yeah, I mean, not much to uh, talk about other than, you know, it's Conan. There's um, more of it. It's coming. This is really just because we like Conan. Well, it's been on PC for ages, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Anybody that cares about Conan is, like, known that it's... I don't know. I've yeah. been waiting for it for... It feels like forever. and like, That's why I, I got excited for this, because it's the first time they've put a release date on it. And I almost don't care about it anymore. Like, yeah. I'm so... I don't know. I just waited so long. That's I just, the problem. Meh. I will play it, I'm sure, at some point, you know, but um, maybe not full price when it comes out, you know. Yeah. I'll yeah. probably buy it when it's on sale. Sure. I yeah, think, I mean, I mostly just wanted to see if you were, how you how you felt about Isle of Sipta. Well, they've More changed. More excited, less excited. I mean, apparently they've changed a whole bunch of stuff in the game. And yeah, I hadn't, last time I tried out the game, I assumed some of these changes would be there and they weren't. So... Uh, I'm pretty sure they're on PS4 now, uh, even before Sipta came out. But I don't know. I just like I, I I've kind of lost a bit of I've lost interest in it. You lost a bit of steam. Completely. Yeah. Like I have I zero. You. I did plenty of time on it. It was fun. But how many uh, years ago did it come out? I feel like it was three or four years ago. About that. Yeah. 2016, 17. Either way, cool game, but. I don't really care about yeah. Sipta that much. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I kind of hear you. I mean, I when I tried to get back into Generation Zero, I was like, I don't know if I want to play this. Oh, really? You know? I mean, it's really, it's not because it's not cool, but just like... You did it already. Yeah. Um, you got your fill. You got your the initial excitement from it and good times. Exactly. And uh, No, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Although the new update did sound pretty exciting. I feel like something that could help the game a little bit is, and I mean, I understand that... Uh, 
I guess I, I, we shouldn't derail too much, but I understand that it's like they have a vision for how they want the characters to be built and stuff. Mm. But I feel like a little bit more v- diverse build options would maybe help. Because you were suggesting we restart a new character. Oh, yeah, and just go down different skills, right? Yeah, yeah. And I looked at the skill trees, and it's like the problem is I kind of just don't see anything else that's that appealing. Mm. After playing the game and having experience with it, I'm like, I don't think I'd build my character any differently. Yeah, yeah. You know? I kind of I thought about it so much while we were playing the first time that I, I really kind of just want more of that, you know? Like, Same uh, here, yeah. I'm yeah. pleased with the direction I went in. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, the only thing I could see changing is like, okay, maybe go more... S- like, obviously, the hacker, hacker tree is still, I'm going to do that. Um, but maybe do the stealth tree instead of the automatic weapons tree. But the main benefit from that is, at the end, 15% extra damage on uh, un- unaware shot. enemies. Right. right? So and it's like, how much percentage of your combat is unaware enemies? I right? mean, at, like, later in the game, pretty pretty right? little. Right? Like, I mean, it's your first sniper shot. That's it. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Um, I didn't... Uh... Yeah, the, your character had at the end 25% damage resistance, right? Yeah, Overall? yeah I'm pretty sure. I mean, uh, that's... Explos- uh, no, he had a certain amount of bullet resistance, a certain amount of uh, explosive damage. That's in the middle of the tree. Resistance. Oh, okay. Oh, you're right. Yeah, the right. final ability, I think, is just 25 flat. Right. Everything. Right. And it's like, well, that's amazing 100% of the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's 25% amazing 100% of the time. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's hard to argue with that. It is. You know? It is. Whereas stealth, it's like 15% amazing. Only 20% of the time, 10% of the time exactly. or right? Like, yeah, yeah. Anyways, if anybody's interested in Conan, which they're probably not, but, uh, yeah. you know, Conan Exiles Isle of Sipta is finally coming out on consoles May 27th. Mm-hmm. I still feel like I'm going to leap into some sort of game like that probably with you at some point in time. I just don't know what that game's going to be. I think uh, probably Unofficial Arc might be your best bet. Um, just in terms of, like, the not... Again, just getting the PvP experience and not needing to spend days building up your stuff and not yeah. wanting to lose it and everything. I mean, unless you want to do a PvE run, uh, I'm down 100%. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I would not jump on official PvP servers. <laughs> I think so far the best one for me is still Hunt Showdown. Like, that's... Oh, but that's not the same type of thing at all. No, it's not. It's that's, not. Um, actually, there was another game... Uh, well, Hood Outlaws seems yeah. sort of similar to it. Are you curious about that? That comes out in, like, a few days, I think. You can actually play it on uh, Early Access now um, if you pre-order. Um, it was as of yesterday, I believe. I was really interested in it. Uh, it looks cool. It's uh, four people, or your four-man team. You have to go in, do a heist, sort of. And there's another four-man team that can stop you and take your heist um sort of like hunt i yeah, guess you sounds know? like yeah. uh, so similar. neat but I, I don't know how much i feel like sneaking around you know i dig it but at the same time i don't want to have to you know is it maybe a bit too much sneak yeah yeah the, the best uh, well i don't know i haven't tried it but uh i heard uh, one review it's just... a little bit too much john Turturro in that one adam sandler movie I don't even know. Um, I just heard one person describe it as sort of um, For Honor meets uh, Assassin's Creed, which seems I I like both most Assassin's Creed games and I like For Honor, but I don't know if I feel like sneaking in For Honor. Yeah, (laughs) uh, that's fair. Yeah, I don't know. Sneaking is always, you know, it's like it's a tough mechanic sneaking. It's like it's fun, but you always you never want it to be kind of the primary like, it's not fun to sneak 90% of the time, you know what I mean? Like It's not fun when you fail the mission when you're spotted. Also that. Uh, yeah. And that's not the case yeah. here, I don't think. Um, but I think the sheriff or whatever, who, I'm pretty sure you have to steal the key off the sheriff 
And if he sees you, he'll one-shot you, I'm pretty mm. sure. And it's kind of like, I don't know, I, I'm not... That's what prevented me from, I mean, I mean, I'd never heard anybody complain about this, I think, but that's what prevented me from enjoying fully Metal Gear Solid Five Phantom Pain. Okay. Uh, was because you didn't have to stealth, but the problem was, like, and, and the stealth was cool, except getting into engagements at the end was fun, and restarting because your stealth failed is not fun. Mm. Now, you could get into engagements, but the, gu- the, the, the game would punish you if you killed too many people, and I hated that. I was like, how dare you tell me how to interface with this game? That's not okay. They were trying to send a message, right? Like, he's, right. Trying to, he's putting, I mean, it's, it's Kojima. What do you want? He's putting a moral message on the fact that, like, you'll get horns, essentially, eventually, if mm-hmm. you kill too many people, which is neat uh, artistically. But the effect on my gameplay was that I would not want to get in engagements because of this stupid mechanic. Right. And that's not as much fun. Well, that's it takes away problem. from the game, right? Exactly. Um, well, I guess it's yeah. more focused on his uh, vision, right? It is, yeah. Which, yeah. again, as you've said about difficulty settings, right? I mean, yeah. if yeah. that's what they want, that's what they want. Yeah, Man. yeah, yeah. But also, I just might walk away. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I'm yeah. pretty sure I actually tried that game for all of five minutes. Um, it's not bad. It's got... It's, it's uh, cool, but it's again... It's got a lot to offer. Too much yeah. sneaking. It was just too much sneaking for It's me. a lot of sneaking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, I agree with you. Uh, so this is completely off topic. Way <laughs> off. I flew off there but with, uh, yeah. I think I think we covered Conan. Yeah. So we're good oh, there. Jesus. <laughs> really? That's what we got to... Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, uh, on to number two, which is uh, Sony facing lawsuit over PSN store exclusivity. Should I go first? Or you want yeah, to go, first? go ahead. I mean, my, my standpoint's pretty straightforward. I have difficulty even seeing really what they're kind of trying to accomplish. But as far as I understand it, uh, I read over this, this this article is off Bloomberg, and it's basically just a class action lawsuit about a bunch of people saying Sony's digital online sales practices are creating like, um, you know, are violating antitrust policies in the sense that that's the theme of the week, antitrust policies, are violating antitrust in the sense that they're creating an environment where uh, competition can't exist because Sony has a exclusive control over sales on the digital store. And at first I was like, but how could other options even exist? Because (laughs) they're the only store that that can sell that but then I, um, in the articles it points out that previously people were able to sell download codes from like Best Buy and Amazon okay. so like it used to be that the only place to buy a code for the download was not just through the PlayStation Store right. so that was allowing for some competition hmm. but now since the only place they uh, they banned that like Sony banned that um, now since the only place to go is the, is the digital store Sony has an ironclad uh, grip on the pricings it puts there right? right which is true Previously, you could, you know, there's physical sales. You could sell the game physically, although that's mostly new. That's still possible, but mostly numerically, uh, the market has shown that people are not really doing that now. Mm-hmm. So it kind of doesn't matter that you can sell them physically because people are just not doing that, right? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, if you're getting, if you're, if you're able to buy consoles that don't have disk drives anymore, like uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it clearly shows that people are going digital, right? Totally, totally. And we'll get to this later. But the recent um, Sony, I think, earning annual earnings report mm. uh, does indicate quite clearly that we've finally like, the pendulum has finally swung, and now more people are buying digital than they are physical, and that's probably going to continue to dwindle, right? I would imagine. Um, so some people were trying to say that Sony's control over the PlayStation Store and fixing prices there is problematic. <laughs> Not sure if I agree. I kind of don't really understand why they can't just, like, there's nothing preventing these people from going to different stores, selling their games on Xbox, selling their games on whatever the Apple App Store, 
Steam. Like, there's other markets they can use. So I kind of... So you can buy PlayStation games on Steam? Depends on the game. If it's a PlayStation exclusive, then, of course, it's only on. It's probably only on PlayStation. Hmm. But if it's, like, any oh, other like game... Oh, like a Steam game for PC. No, I mean, but for PlayStation itself. Yeah, for PlayStation itself, you have to buy on the PlayStation right. Store. Right, and that's. I just think monopolies are bad, period. I, I just do. I, I think monopolies are bad. That's all. Yeah, fair point. Yeah, so you're pro antitrust laws. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I googled the uh, antitrust laws before... Uh, for doing this because I was like not sure I understood at all <laughs> <laughs> what they really mean, but yeah, I think I, I think I'm with you on that, um, and that kind of leads directly into the Epic versus Apple lawsuit, which is what we got as our number three. Now we're not really going to talk too much about the ins and outs of the actual suit itself, mm. uh, which started about I think five days ago now, maybe the actual four, case. Four, right? Yeah, yeah, the case is like going before the court at the moment, and I mean this is fundamentally also about antitrust stuff because Epic is trying to say that like Apple's policies. Requiring them to give the 30% cut to Apple, um, but not allowing... Now, again, I had a lot of trouble figuring out exactly what was going on in this case, and I still do. But I think, from what I understand, that Epic just wants there to be a different way of buying V-Bucks and Fortnite. Right. They want you to be able to get it outside of the Apple Store and still use it in the the Apple Store program. Mm Mm-hmm. So that the customers have an option. Yeah. Right? So that they can pick which place they want to buy it in. Yeah. But use it in the same software no matter what. That's what I got out of it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which is basically the same thing. It's like they're just saying like... I mean, they're saying two things. They're also saying the cut that that Apple requires is too much. Mm -hmm. They're saying that. But I think they're mostly focused on the fact that we just want there to be an alternative for people to buy it outside of your ecosystem. Yeah. So I guess because Fortnite is an extremely cross-platform game, I guess they can't buy it on like PlayStation and then use the skins you bought in PlayStation in your iPhone game? I honestly don't know. I mean, uh, yeah. and Sony was weird. They were the last ones with the crossplay stuff with that too, right? Yeah. Um so I don't Did know. Did you hear about how that happened? <clears throat> yeah, but uh, no, go ahead. I came across it uh, earlier today. It's just really funny, man. Uh, I've gained a lot of respect for Epic for this uh, this whole thing. Mm. Um, what they did was so sneaky. They put uh, they patched the PlayStation version and they just patched in cross platform support and then said it was a mistake. And we're like, whoops, uh, we'll just remove it now. But then, of course, everybody had already tried it. I, I, if I understand correctly, yeah, they just patched it in, and suddenly everyone could play on PlayStation also with everybody else. Okay. And then they were just like, oh, our bad. Uh, that was a total mistake. We'll take it down, you know. But then the damage had already been done, and Sony had no choice other than, like, if they would have said that you can't now, it would look incredibly bad on Sony's right, part. Right, right. So yeah. they essentially had to play ball, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can all yeah. be winners here. I think <laughs> it's something to do with the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, really yeah. funny. It's good PR on their part. And good, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it's a really interesting way to force them to do what you want, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is great. I mean, I'm for cross-platform play. Me too. Yeah. Me yeah. too. I mean, that kind of brings us to the whole metaverse thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, <laughs> I don't know how far you got in that, but basically... Uh, yeah, the metaverse is this super sci-fi thing that's actually from a sci-fi book. It's from Neil Stevenson's Snow Crash. Uh, it's like a cyberpunk sort of sci-fi. Yeah, Epic is also spearheading, or at least one of the really big names behind this drive towards the metaverse, which is supposed to be, it's this concept, but it's kind of supposed to be like the next internet. It's like something beyond what we have now, where everybody's all connected, and like, you can, there's no borders between things. You can take your things wherever you want. Um, and it kind of makes sense that Epic is trying to, 
like they're going for all this cross cross platform stuff in um, in Fortnite, and the obvious end goal is to encourage and investigate ways of getting everyone unified. Because mm. like it sort of makes sense given their drive towards this metaverse that they want to make a unified environment for Fortnite where there's no borders between you just play it wherever you want mm-hmm. and like the stuff you buy is going to go with you wherever you go and it should i mean yeah that's the idea behind the whole metaverse thing which uh, i only found out about because of this whole lawsuit thing and sony themselves ironically because they were kind of against the, cr- the cross-platform play they've invested i think the number is now 450 million dollars in the in epic's quest to find them to, to discover the metaverse right they're not the only company like a bunch of other people too and epic and others trying to make the metaverse happen uh, which is yeah i get a place again without borders so and the idea is a good way to to visualize this is kind of like rather than you go to the apple store and you put money in your apple wallet and buy stuff there and then you go to the xbox store and you put money in your xbox wallet and buy stuff there you just are you're just you with a with one wallet mm. and you spend that wallet wherever you go okay, yeah, there's no sense. such thing as difference yeah it makes sense you don't go to separate ecosystems everyone's in the same ecosystem mm-hmm. um, just a different idea for the internet yeah it makes sense it makes sense i yeah. like it yeah um, and that's kind of so if you put it in the perspective of this metaverse idea it makes sense that epic um, is trying this stuff against apple because it seems kind of, in light of that, more like they're just trying to show people what this could look like. Like, they're just trying to prove a point. They don't actually care about whether they're going to win this thing, where it's like... And they clearly probably shouldn't, because it sounds a lot like they're trying to say they should have special treatment on the App Store and get more of a cut. That's That, that was the gist I got out of it originally. But, I mean, I don't know if that was, you know, some... Just the way it was being spun. You know, it's to make to them seem like more dicks than they actually are when yeah. maybe they're actually going for something decent, you know? I, it's honestly, really hard to say. Off the bat, I thought they were just being dicks, and I was like, yeah. well, screw them. Um, yeah. But then the more that goes, it's like, I don't know what's going on. Um, I don't know what's going on either. I have no yeah. idea. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I hate them all, but I mean, <laughs> good on you when you do something good. I mean, geez. Uh, it's fun to watch them battle it out. Yeah. 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 It's Giants. extremely satisfying. Yeah. 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 But I guess, you know, that's enough sort of speculation as to, you know, whose motivations are going where with this thing. It's kind of hard to follow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but all that to say, I guess, that the idea of this metaverse stuff, for me, further complicated the issue and was like, okay, maybe there's some things going on here that are like beyond just the surface. It's about paid purchases in Fortnite. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. maybe they're just trying to prove a point. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. whatever, who knows? Um, but what I did think was cool was that also... Um, due to the public nature of this court case, a uh, lots of uh, trade secrets have been circulating right. uh, about stuff that's come out just because of what's going on. And that's kind of more what I wanted to focus on, just because the details of the case itself are kind of a little uh, past my head. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. there was these. Um, so a bunch of Xbox documents came out, Microsoft documents. Uh, and the Microsoft documents revealed that uh, Microsoft was intending to. Did you hear about the 18% more to developers recently? Mm-hmm. They announced on their official website that as of, I believe, August 1st, um, developers on the Microsoft Game Store are now going to be getting, essentially any PC developer who puts their games on the Microsoft Store, they're getting 12% more than they used to. Nice. Um, yeah, they're going from a 70, it's really interesting actually, they're going from a 70-30 or a 30-70 cut to, um, I totally just mixed myself up with reversing those numbers. They're going from 70-30 to, I suppose, 88-12. Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's huge. 88-12, yeah, that adds up. Uh, it's pretty big. Yeah. It's massive. It's pretty big. Yeah, and this is, I believe, uh, the first time 
in online store history uh, that they're going to give developers more money. That has never happened since the the seventy thirty split has been industry standard since the very beginning of these um, these stores, these storefronts like Steam, okay, App, yeah. Apple App Store, you know, PSN. I think they're all the same. Hmm. As far as I know, they're all the same. The only one I can personally attest to is I know the Apple Store one is seventy thirty because I was almost uh, developing on it. Okay. So I checked that. But the other ones, I think it's exactly the same. Hmm. So, yes, yeah, so, I mean, that was announced for PC. That's happening August 1st. Uh, and then in these court documents, it also said that they were intending to do that for console too. But then they, they backpedaled on that. Not backpedaled, but they said at the court hearing, they were like, you know, we, we, we're not doing this anymore. Like, we thought about it, but for the moment, we have no plans to. So who knows what's going to happen? They might do it later. You know, we okay. don't know. But. At least for the for the PC um, the PC storefront, it's going to be an increased. Uh, That's cool. Share. That's it's very really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting. A lot of incentive to go to a Microsoft platform. Uh, yeah, I mean, twelve percent more money. That could mean. A, I mean, it's a pretty big difference. It's huge. Yeah, it's pretty huge. Um, I mean, that on top of their their store um, or what is it called? The Game Pass. Um, yeah. Like it's, uh, it's looking yeah. pretty good. It's yeah. looking pretty good. And the the. The significantly lower price for the uh, the Xbox too, right? True, true. I well, mean, only only the low end one, the low right? end one, yeah, but, the low end one. They've and got it did a have different specs, yeah, yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, it's just like things are starting to look pretty good on Xbox. I they make say. some compelling arguments. I gotta say, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we still don't know. This is the last thing to talk about. We still don't know if Stalker Two is actually going to come to PlayStation. But the last thing that came out of the court documents that I was interested in and was, for me, the biggest highlight of the past two weeks <laughs> uh, is that Stalker 2 is revealed as actually only being a three-month timed... Ex- is it three-month or three-week? Must be I think three-month. Three yeah. A three-month timed exclusive on Xbox. Which so, is pretty good. Doesn't say anything beyond that. We still... It might totally still not come to PlayStation. I find that, yeah. It could just mean three months there and then... PC, then it, it's like PC Steam. Mm. You know what I mean? Because Stalker in the past, Shadow of Chernobyl, they'd never put on any console. It didn't come to any consoles. Hmm. Yeah, and this, so this is the first. I mean, there's only been like two Stalker games, but right. this is the first Stalker game to come to console. Okay. And they seem like a PC developer, so there's no guarantee, mm-hmm. but it's possible. Well, and if not, uh, I mean, it may it may come to Xbox first for a while, and then eventually come over. You know, I mean, whatever. That's what I'm hoping. I'm, I'm praying because, um, yeah, that's that's the sort of the Chernobyl game that I want to play. Mm-hmm. I think it's set in Pripyat, Ukraine, maybe. But okay. whatever, it's the Chernobyl-ish game that I would that yeah, I actually yeah, like yeah. to play. Oh, it looks cool. It looks cool. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, the other one too, Chernobylite. Yeah, totally. Well, do you want to? Should we just leave it? We may as well. I mean, we yeah. may as well. I mean, that's basically all that I wanted to say about Epic. Yeah. Versus Apple. Fair I mean, do you have anything else to add? Not really. Yeah. Same here. It's um, complicated. It's I complicated. don't know what's going on, and uh, well. <laughs> We'll keep looking. It's a fun adventure. Yeah. 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 The whole thing is extremely, you know, it's exciting and there's uh, some good stuff's coming out of it. Some good stuff's coming out of it. No, for sure. That's all that matters. Um, But yeah, we we put this later on, but since we just mentioned it, because Stalker 2 is the closest to this game. Yeah, there's a new Chernobylite release date trailer that just came out. Well, just. This is actually, um, we haven't recorded for a month. This came out April 23rd. Uh, but it was also pretty under the radar. And yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. think that many people, not that many people are talking about it. I don't know. It just randomly popped up on my shit and I was like, oh, this looks like right up your alley. Yeah, how did you stumble on this? <laughs> no idea. No clue. <laughs> no idea. Man. I hadn't heard a peep about it until you... Uh... It just popped up, uh, popped up and I was like, oh, it looks cool. And uh, I was like, oh, this is Josh... All over it, man. It this really is, does. <laughs> like, this is right up your alley. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, if you are into games like Stalker, Chernobylite, uh, they put a release, release date trailer. 
It's coming July 2021. No specific day, but July 2021. I think that's all platforms, but I can't remember. Yeah, no, it is. It is, because at first I said, oh, it's probably just going to be PC, maybe Xbox. And you're like, no, I'm pretty sure it said it. And I looked at it again, and it did say PlayStation, Xbox. I'm realizing now that I actually completely forgot to do my homework on this one. I didn't check the developer. I was about to ask you who the developer was. (laughs) Apparently, it's the Farm 51 uh, and the question is, have they done anything else? I doubt it, but let's do a really, really quick check. So to me, uh, yeah, the Farm 51 looks like they've basically done a whole lot of nothing. Okay. Uh, I mean, there's a bunch of games here. Time Ace, Necrovision, Painkiller, Hell and Damnation, Deadfall Adventures, Get Even, World War Three. I haven't heard of any of this. Like, maybe it's all PC games? Probably. Uh, but they're Polish. Uh, and yeah, they're working on this Chernobylite game. Came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It's coming really soon. It looks almost unbelievably cool. I mean, first person sort of looter shooter, almost, but horror, more horror than. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's got horror. It's got first person shooter. It's got uh, RPG stuff. Yeah, it, it seems like it's got the whole package. It looks like it has some. It looks like it's got really good atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a little Metro Exodus reminiscence too. It also maybe some strategy elements. Yeah, it looks there's some crafting. Uh, yeah, there's crafting. There looks there's a maybe l- base building. It's open world. It's open world. Um, I don't know. It looked really cool. You get followers. Like he looks like yeah, he gets yeah. people on his team. Yeah, and I, I don't know what's up with that. I really don't know much about. Like, it. I just it like saw XCOM, that. You know, I just saw that one them. ad. And uh, yeah, we'll just we'll see though. We'll, we'll see. Mean. Yeah, check it out. Um, I mean, I think we probably both wish it was multiplayer. It's not sadly, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but you know, it does look like a pretty cool. Uh, Open world RPG shooter thing. Yeah. If you like post apocalyptic Fallout style stuff. Who doesn't? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. That's really fun games. I mean, that's, I think that's, do we have anything else to say about Chernobyl? Not really. Just uh, just check it out. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Take a look. The trailer's really cool. Yeah. It's a real neat, it makes a compelling argument. Oh, I want to try it. Um, So let's go back for a second to uh, the actual title of this article was, uh, this is off IGN. It's called How EVE Online Players Saved Real World Scientists 330 Years of Research on COVID-19. Which is an extremely uh, in-your-face, funny numbers title. Teague's looking extremely skeptical. No, no. I mean, it's just... um, (laughs) It's funny. I actually mentioned it to to my father. Oh, yeah. And um, he doesn't remember anything that we talk about or whatever. And uh, he's like, oh... Seems like some people need some justification to be losers. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> Jesus. Um, okay. That's really funny. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, 330 years is an awful long time to spend on a video game. <laughs> like, yeah, no, he was joking. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. yeah, I guess that's cool. I can at least say it's mostly because it's a little bit too arcane for, I think, both of us. Mm. Uh, But basically, if you can go read the article, it's actually pretty interesting. And it details how apparently this has happened before. Uh, This is the first I've heard of it. But it's not a completely unknown practice in, I think, MMO online games. Like anything with a really, really, really huge audience. Mm -hmm. What they do is... Researchers have a ton of data about COVID cell biology or something like that, I think, or, or how COVID cells operate in the human body, something like that. And they've got way more, they've got tons of data, but they have no way of actually looking through the data because they, you have to go sample by sample. And if there's like billions of them, well, a person has to do that hand, like by hand 
every time, right? Uh, actually, I was telling, I was talking about this about my uh, about this article with my girlfriend. Excuse me, and she's a chemist. Okay. So she was able to corroborate the fact that um, I mean, it does look like a like it would work and like it makes sense what they're talking about. Uh, again, it's a little over my head, but basically, I think what they did was these scientists gave people playing Eve Online um, this weird mini game where they're kind of analyzing cell structures. Mm -hmm. But in a really, really simple way, they just give them a super simple task, like just draw a line around the shape right. of this cell. Yeah. And that's like, just draw a polygon around it. Yeah. And if you do that, like, you know, a hundred times, it's like, or whatever, 10 times, then you get some bonus in the game. Right? Yeah, like, basically you... like sorting through shit, you know? Like, uh, it's like yeah. your help in this equivalent to that of a chimp, but, you know, yeah. you did help anyways, you know? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they can easily get you know, uh, three million people to do that. Right. Well, then that's like whatever ten billion samples analyzed in like right. a matter of hours, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you've got to wonder how many smart companies have figured that shit out and uh, use these people uh, as free labor. <laughs> I guess in a game yeah. like Eve Online, the yeah. size and scale of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think you'd be an idiot not to. You just don't pay them and. Uh, yeah, here you go. It's a game. It's all a game. Yeah, play. Yeah, go through. Check it out. Uh, I mean, that's great. That's great that um, people did. Uh... Like something good seems to be coming out of it. But I know what you mean. Yeah, it's like a little like also we could be paying scientists to do this. Well, uh, I mean, I, I think it's good. Uh, I think uh, you know why not? If you're going to be playing a game, help out. Sure, but uh, I don't think anybody deserves any uh, praise for it. You know, playing a video game. Good stuff. You helped out. <laughs> um, are you thinking of a world in which uh everything we do in games has become like data analysis i think we totally i i think yeah. we need to actually get on that and get people going <laughs> get some drones going make games seem super fun like lots of rewards and stuff but really you're just like data entry to the fullest it's <laughs> uh, really funny yeah, yeah. And apparently, it's like, like it, this. This is a thing that happens. Yeah, it's not. It's not. This is not the first time it's. Happened. Oh, I'm sure not. Like, uh, no, 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 no. I, 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 I mean, never heard of it before. I can only imagine pharmaceutical companies getting in on this shit. You know, and yeah. uh, you want to save yeah. millions of dollars, and it's a good point. Whatever. Yeah. Why not? Stuff that people definitely couldn't do in the labs by themselves too, because yeah. there's just too much, too much fucking data. Turn um, it into a mini game. Give some yeah. in-game rewards. Yeah. So maybe you buy something, you spend like uh, $10,000 real world money in the game buying stuff that you give out to people and it comes out to pennies on the in the dollar. So you're, you know, instead of paying a chemist <laughs> to go through this stuff, you're... <laughs> I hadn't looked at it from that angle. It's a lot more nefarious, but uh, yeah. you have a point. Yeah, you have a good point. I mean, did these people know what they were doing? Okay. I, I mean, I don't. I can't say for sure, but yeah, it, it seems yeah. like. Know, yeah, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to ask an Eve Online player. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know any Eve Online I, players, do, unfortunately. Do they? Do they speak with other people? <laughs> just <laughs> Maybe kidding. Not. I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> Maybe just not. kidding. That uh, was they're, they're pretty intense in this. It's a super um, interesting looking game. It is. Yeah. No, it is. It really uh, is. I always like the Eve Online articles. Mm -hmm. I'm always fascinated by them. It's interesting. So yeah, I mean, let's move on to number six. Mm. Uh, so number six is yeah, Sony hardware sales data. Uh, updates on PS5 and PS4, April 28th. Sony year-end financials came out. Um, Above the PS4, right? Yeah, basically, I mean, there's a lot of information, but the one that I was the most curious about is, or most intrigued by, is the fact that PS5 actually has outsold PS4. Yeah. In its first, I think, I want to say six to eight months, there's a number. Yeah, no, I do, I do remember. I think it was... Uh... Yeah, PlayStation 5 has sold 7.8 million units in its first fiscal year on sale. 
ending March 31st, 2021, outstripping PS4's 7.6 million units sold in the same period. Right. So in the same amount of time since launch, <clears throat> comparing both systems, PS5 sold 0.2 million more units. Than I'm curious about the... Um, when did the PS4 come out? 2014? I'm just curious in the uh, the PS4 came out in November 2013. 2013, okay. Well, I'm just a little curious about the uh, population growth in uh, that amount of time and uh, the, yeah. the growth in gaming. And is that really anything to brag about? Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, point. like maybe double yeah. or triple the number than like, okay, yeah, but, yeah. you know, a point something. Uh, <laughs> like, again, yeah. it's different. You raise a valid point. Uh, yeah, this data is very in a vacuum. Like, it doesn't have a lot of information right. going I mean, along it's, with it. Maybe it's impressive, but I'm. it's not at first glance impressive at all to me just because, again so many variables and like gaming yeah. has increased so much in that amount of it time. Has. It really has. Um, yeah. So to, you know, to call that a crazy success, I would say is a bit of a stretch. It's pretty yeah. much holding, maybe holding steady. I don't know. <laughs> well, what I was taking from this was the, the, the part that I thought was interesting was that, I mean, I, it's true. I didn't take into account population growth, stuff like that. And that does put a different spin on it. It needs to be examined. But what I initially took off this was just that, Oh, okay. So the shortages and the stuff that I hear about standard, like sure, it's hard, like it's it seems impossible for me to get at the moment. But maybe PS4 was just as impossible to get at the beginning at the too. time. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like because they actually made the same, if not more, units this time. Mm-hmm. It's just that also probably more people want a PS5 than they did when PS4 came out. I think it just puts the whole thing in, into perspective for me in terms of like they maybe didn't chronically underproduce their console. Just people really wanted it. Mm-hmm. You know, they just sold out really fast. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it made me feel less sort of like uh, wronged by Sony in terms of like, why didn't you make enough consoles? I, so... I never really felt that way. Like, um, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think it's kind of normal that uh, stuff yeah, gets... You're probably right. It's hot, especially tech. Um, yeah. is super desired at the beginning and yeah. uh, hard to come by. So I wasn't surprised at all when this was hard to come by. Um, yeah. I'm a little surprised that it haven't been, you know. I mean, I, I do know people that have them. Um, Same here. Yeah. But I see on my friends list. Not yeah, personal yeah. friends, but like I've got a lot of friends. On their PS5, and I'm like, oh, yeah. you bastard, you got one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Same here. yeah, the list is growing too, I've noticed. It is, um, it is. But a couple, uh, at least the ones that I know that got it right away bought it off scalpers. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. One person was able to get one from a store uh, in the past couple of months, um, but it seemed like kind of horseshoe up their ass, you know, like uh, they went in and they like just got a shipment and like whatever. I I think they had a horseshoe up their ass, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I personally, I haven't even looked, you know, I, I... haven't been to a store since yeah. <laughs> they've been out. So well, is like, that even the way that anyone looks anymore though? No, no, but I, I mean, mean COVID. <clears throat> I feel like you might have a chance if you regularly check your Walmart or whatever. Yeah, maybe. And yeah. you know, they get a shipment, you just a- you go and you ask every single day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. maybe you would have been lucky by now yeah um, that's kind of where I was going with this because I was listening to someone else talk about this on a different podcast and I kind of got a little angry because what they were suggesting was that anyone who's trying hard to get a PlayStation 5 probably has one by now and I'm like okay I mean <laughs> I mean it was it just pissed me off because I'm like I'm not trying that hard but I'm still going and checking sometimes and like well you're checking online though yeah. Right? Yeah, no, I'm I'm talking like go to stores and stuff. Like Maybe. the old yeah. way. 
Yeah. Remember the old way you used to go buy stuff? Like, you go to stores? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like, I remember going to multiple stores because shit was sold out, you know, when... uh, But uh, all in all, like, it it was a thing. No, totally, totally, totally. So, I feel like... uh, I feel like that is what's meant by trying hard, you know? Yeah. Maybe even sitting online trying to pre-order, but with bots and stuff, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. That's a kind of a lost cause. Well, anyways, I mean, they were trying to say that basically, like, they were trying to say I'm not trying hard enough if I have, if I, if I want one and don't have one yet. And I can appreciate what they, like, it's true. I'm not trying that hard, but I don't consider, but I have been, like, probably once a week since it came out. I've been going to, like, five different online stores and checking all of them. Okay. I've never seen one once. Okay. That's only once a week, you know, but Mm -hmm. it's like, to me, Something's not accessible. If I if like if I go once a week to five different stores and none of them have had it for every single week since it's been released, to me that's like scarce. Have you ever asked a store when their next shipment's coming in? No, that's yeah. true. Yeah, me neither. I mean, I'm just. Uh, I feel like yeah, you get a good point. I feel like you know, if I really was on it, I'd I'd be like, okay, when's the next shipment? I'll be here eight o'clock when yeah. you open the door. Yeah. That day. Yeah, maybe I'm not really going about it the right way. I know? don't know. Uh, yeah, but that's a fair I, point. That's, again, a little bit of an old mentality, I guess. Uh, the no. physically going to the store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, that's kind of, if you want it, that's what you got to do, I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'll try it. I mean, hey. It's not that do you have a store idea. near you? Walmart or something? Uh, I've got a EB Games. Um, oh, yeah. So just go I've in. Got... Ask... Yeah, ask them their next shipment. Yeah. Maybe they yeah. won't tell you. I might, actually. I might. Yeah. I I can't see why they wouldn't, and and, yeah, and no. you just show up early. Sure. And like, although it would be interesting if they're like, we don't even know. Yeah. Well, you know, like, that's when's something. The next shipment? But I mean, again, no you idea. call around, and uh, someone's bound to know something, right? Good point. I yeah. don't know. Well, anyways, uh, that by that I mean I, I I haven't tried hard enough for sure by that standard. Yeah. You know? Yeah, um, but you also don't really seem to care that much. No. Like if you got your PS4 Pro, you seem pretty happy with that. Yeah, I haven't even yeah. been playing that yeah. much. So I mean. Getting Resident Evil 8 uh, on PS4 has helped to allay my concerns. So, like, for yeah, sure. maybe I don't, I still don't really need to worry about this. For, like, I, I do wish I could be playing um, Demon Souls, the new right, Demon Souls. Right, right. But, and I guess I'll say real quick because I, I sort of shoehorned this in. Uh, I do think Returnal looks really, really cool. Mm-hmm. That's the new it game does, by Housemark. Yeah, no, I saw that too. I've yeah, been I think it looks it. amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I would love to play that. Mm-hmm. So, that's one other thing that th- th- these are the two things. Right, that's it. There's not that much. Right? No. Are we one year in already? No, we're. we're but it said in the first year. First fiscal year on sale. Fiscal year, okay. Fiscal year, yeah. So, and, and uh, from the period it came out to March 31st, 2021, mm-hmm. uh, which is just like five, six months. Okay, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, so in five months, there have been two games that are exclusive to the console. So that's not, I mean, as far as I know, that's not that's not that much. No. Um, but anyways, uh, I was at least encouraged by the sense of, so they still shipped tons. Yeah. It's just yeah, yeah, that yeah. a lot of people are trying to get, like, probably more, way more people want them than they used to. Yeah, for sure. You All know? the people that had PS4s and played a lot now want PS5s. Exactly. And, you know, a yeah, bunch of kids, yeah, too. yeah. I think there's a um, video game culture's kind of gotten a little bigger than it used to be too. Like Definitely. back in our high school days and stuff, like not everybody played video games no. at all. No, I was a big loser in high school. Now I it feel like cool. uh, way, way, way more kids play games. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and in that sense, I don't find the numbers all that impressive. You know that they made this yeah. much compared. You have a good point. Just again, because culture's changed. You know. Yeah. No, you have a good um, point. I don't know. Anyways, uh, on to number eight. 
PlayStation Science AAA multiplayer game from Foreign Destiny Veterans, which was April 22nd. Mm. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I jotted... There's not... Uh, you know, this is... Mostly just want to share excitement about this. There's very little known. Um, this is some sort of new AAA multiplayer game from the studio Firewalk Studios, uh, which is part of some other... There's, some, there's part of some sort of like a little gaming coalition. I think... I can't remember what the name is, but they include... like It's like three different developers okay. all under the same sort of umbrella. This is one of the three, which is Firewalk Studios. And they're a lot of ex-Bungie people, pretty much. Okay. I got this from the GamesIndustry.biz article. Let's go over the facts real quick. Cool. AAA multiplayer game. We know it's multiplayer. From former Destiny devs. Mm-hmm. And they're excited. And then they're excited. They're very excited. These are the facts. Yes, um, these are facts. I should have also said, uh, no, one very important fact is the fact that PlayStation assigned them. So this is, it looks like, I mean, from what I understand, it looks like this is going to be a AAA multiplayer game specifically on PlayStation. Okay. Like, it's probably going to be exclusive. Um, I guess it's not... 100% certain, but I don't see why it wouldn't Triple be. AAA multiplayer, though. I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, what... st- I'm psyched, man. Yeah, the last uh, Outsiders, or Outriders was Triple yeah. yeah, that's Squaresoft, right? That's Square, Square Enix? Enix yeah, yeah, Square Enix. <laughs> Looks cool and all that. And like, um, I've heard good things about it. I have too, but I, uh, I was close to getting it, and then I watched a whole bunch and I decided against it. I think my angle is that I, f- I, do, I do feel that, like many other people do, that PlayStation could kind of use that kind of game. Like, they have lots of uh, single-player narrative-driven stuff, right? Like God of War, Last of Us, like Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm -hmm. They don't really do big multiplayer things. You know what I mean? Do they? I mean, unless I'm forgetting something. Call of Duty, Apex Legends. That's not PlayStation. That's everybody. Yeah, but I mean, it's on PlayStation is what I mean. Oh, yeah, but that's not my point. Oh, like, sorry, like... Because this could own... be like a first part. Yeah, oh, like an exclusive okay, okay, thing. Okay, okay, I see what you're saying. That yeah, can yeah, yeah. bring people to PlayStation for something like Destiny. You know, like, that could be cool. I don't know. Also, we don't have that many really top-tier Destiny-like stuff. Like, yeah, Outriders, like... I, none of these things really appeal that much to me. I feel like Destiny looks like the most polished version of all of them. Outriders maybe looks I'm just biased. pretty... Yeah, I think so. Outriders yeah, looks maybe. very Destiny. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. It, I should really check it out. It looks, yeah. it looks better than Destiny to me, but... Yeah. Like I'm, a, but I'm a third person over first, and I like the cover shooter stuff. Like, uh, so yeah. those are two major selling points. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's Square yeah. Enix, right? It's quality. Um, yeah, I feel like they're like hit and miss. Are they? Depends. Sometimes, yes. All to say, Firewalk. It is former Bungie veterans, including studio head Tony Sue, previously general manager and senior VP of Destiny at Activision. And game director Ryan Ellis, that's probably the biggest one. He is the create. He was was uh, the creative director at Bungie when Destiny came out. I think, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And executive producer Elena Siegman, uh, previously of Bungie, Irrational Games, and Harmonix. So big names like mm-hmm. Ryan Ellis, you know, previous creative director at Bungie. These is these are big names. Right. So you know, if they can do so, if they can do something, they they might. They will. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's worth it's worth checking into. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'm curious to see what they'll do. Uh, mostly just because I think I think if PlayStation got something like that that was exclusive, that that could be a big get. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like yeah, some, yeah. Something with Destiny, Destiny popularity. Uh, Destiny wasn't exclusive thing. anywhere, was it? No. They tried to do, they did the whole, like, exclusive content thing. Mm. Like, uh, there was, like, a PS4-only strike and a PS4-only exotic weapon you could get. Really dumb stuff like yeah. that that nobody and likes. they do that all the time with games, eh? Like, uh... They do. It's they, annoying. They really do. Well, that takes us to number nine, Sony reverses course on store closure. I didn't really want to talk about this, but you said you did. So, T, did I? the stage is yours. 
Yeah. I thought I put that in the no list. Um, yeah, well, I, I, stand I mean, corrected. Reintro. We both wanted to talk about this. Yeah, yeah, we absolutely. Um, I mean, I guess people were upset about it, so they reversed it. Seems like, yeah. I personally, I didn't think it was. Uh, as long as there was a way to get the stuff that you already bought, I thought it's fine. Yeah. But apparently, people don't seem to. Uh, people want to be able to buy more. I don't think it's a very popular opinion, but I, I kind of. I don't understand. Why, I don't think anybody actually wants this, and I'm a little annoyed that they're reversing the store. Really? Yeah, mostly just because it's like you know you already went through the trouble of being like we're going to close the stores. They're really old stores, PS3 and Vita. Like you pointed out, it's not like you can't get your previously purchased things. Uh, it was just buying new stuff, right? You know, um, I mean PS3 and Vita. Like Vita is dead as fuck. But I wonder PS3, how PS3 I could believe is still a bit, a little bit in active use. That and see, I, yeah, like I'm kind of the opposite. I would be like, uh, yeah. yeah, I would say like maybe Vita and not PS3. I don't know. I mean, I wonder how much it actually will cost them to maintain it, though. I mean, because yeah, if you're going to leave it thinking. up. If you're going to leave it up where you can already download stuff that you already own, then how much are you saving taking down the ability to purchase it, to still purchase it, you know? The fi- all the financial department stuff. Okay. The financials. You don't have to deal with financials. Right, So right. all those accountants, you can sort of like, it's good. Do something else. Again, though, you know, like, I, I mean, but, you know, how you point. already have such a huge... You do this already. Like, how... I don't know. Like, it's what they do. Right? That's what I think, anyways. And it's just kind of like, why not? You know, like... I also just feel like, I think that similarly to how consumers have approached backwards compatibility in the past with consoles, like, for example, PS4 went to PS5, you know, Xbox went to 360, I feel like their money is not where their mouths are in terms of public outcry over, like, we want these games to still be available because I'm pretty sure that, again... The data does not actually show that they actually want the previous games to be. Like, no one. Yeah, right. Like, well, like I mean, also, like I own, I own a ton of PS3 games. Um, I don't want to play any of them. They're old, out of date. Mm. You know, like I would rather play a better, even a even a redone version of the same game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I don't know. I don't have that desire. But maybe it's a little hypocritical for me to say that too, because I do want that for PS5. But I feel like also there's no PS5 games. No, yet. Like, you know? there will be. But right? I do want to play my PS4 games on my PS5 if I get it. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, don't know. Maybe I'm being hypocritical. You have a huge collection, right? Like, I do. Uh, but I mean, yeah. I have a huge collection of PS3 games that I haven't touched since I got the PS4. Good point. Um, huge yeah. collection. Yeah. Because uh, I used to live next to a pawn shop and I'd buy sure. every game that looked somewhat interesting. Yeah. So it's ridiculous. But like... I mean, the PS3 is right there. I haven't even plugged it in. You know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, fair point. I like the idea of being able to use it because I paid for it. But mm. will I actually use it? I don't know. Yeah. And if I buy a PS5, chances are I won't be going back to PS4 games unless it's for a bit of nostalgic fun on something that, you know, a co-op yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess I just have a lot of trouble believing anybody is going to buy PS3 and Vita <laughs> games. I, yeah, no, me too. <laughs> At all. Me too. Me too. <laughs> but whatever. Um, I mean, they, they, they bent over to the public to the public opinion, the public backlash. Which I don't think is a good idea, Neither usually. I. I mean, yeah. it's if you make, make your decision, stick to it. Right? Uh, and if... I think it does more damage to backpedal on stuff. If I don't it know. does, if well, okay, if there are legitimate problems um, exposed by you deciding this, then okay, take it into consideration, and then sure, if 
you know, it's, yeah. uh, makes sense to backpedal, do it. But for a couple of angry Twitter users, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't, don't know that's where the outrage came Neither from. Neither do I, but I, I just can't imagine it being that. Uh, like I, what person is going to defend that hard the ability? Like cares. we need to play PS3, do we? Like, I don't know. I don't, the last time I touched one was, uh, you know, like uh, it was like eight years ago for me at least. It was a like, long time. Eight years ago. Like, I just uh, just not like out, last month. Just cleared out the bookshelf upstairs that had all my PS3 games in. Yeah. It, and she put them in boxes. And it's like holy shit! I right? have a lot. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Well, anyways, we got to wrap here, but uh, let's go real quick through uh, what we've been playing. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to lead or you want yeah, to Yeah, go ahead. Well, basically, I've pretty much just been playing Children of Morta. Uh, finally, I, I put my money where my mouth is. After plugging Children of Morta on several other podcast episodes, I just I decided to, back, to go back and play it. It's the one, uh, Tiki's giving me a quizzical look. It's the one where me and my buddy started playing it, uh, and we were both like, we love this. It's it's couch co-op. Oh, but you were he left only town. playing together. Yeah, 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 we, yeah. We, we were only going to play together, mm-hmm. and it just never happened again. Yeah, right. Um, so I finally just was like, I'll, I'll just start over, erased my thing, started the game fresh. And, uh, you know, it's really good. I, I don't really have that much else to say about it. I mean, not much to say that I haven't said on other podcast episodes. Okay. The game is, it, ha- it has a lot of really interesting ideas. Uh, I do kind of believe that it, it sort of did a Hades-style uh, storytelling before Hades did it. Okay. Uh, it's got narration. This na- the narrator comes and, like, tells right. you about what's going on. It develops story between runs. So mm-hmm. by dying, you're you get getting more, more yeah, story. Right. I think that's brilliant for a roguelike. That's, like, a really smart way to do it. Um, you gradually unlock new characters as time goes by. Mm-hmm. Um, the gameplay is like fast, frenetic. Like it's kind of like a faster, ver- faster, a simpler version of Diablo. Okay. You know, but that style, um, and uh, it's just really good. Yeah, cool. It's fine. It's got difficulty spikes. Sometimes it's ridic- It's ludicrously easy, and other times it's like ball-breakingly hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's still super fun. Nice. You know? nice. And uh, yeah, I probably got like halfway through that. It's a really hard game. I'm playing on hardest difficulty. But, okay. Well. Yeah, but uh, that's nice. it. Yeah. What you been up to? Uh, I played too, too much. Did a couple of rounds of Hunt. Some uh, That was the, the majority of what I've done over the past month. And uh, and then got on a little bit of uh, some non-official arc yesterday for the first time in ages. But uh, the majority was Hunt. And um, I still love it. I think it's fin- fantastic. Got uh, three more people to buy it. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Very fun. So stressful, and I still suck. Um, absolutely, like it's just brutal. Didn't you have a three-man kill? Recently? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've had, uh, I've had some, I've had some good runs for sure, but doesn't matter. Like you have ups and downs, and like <laughs> you might have four runs in a row where you don't even like see who you're fighting. Yeah, you just get yeah. like you know. I remember that, <laughs> uh, man. Um, that was pretty much every time I played. <laughs> well, I mean, you you, you played a bit. But, well, it's a bit different now too. Um, oh yeah. Than when you played, yeah. There's no uh, you can't turn off uh, crossplay. Right. Um. So they're full lobbies all the time. Right. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's uh, pretty rare that you're going to spawn in without a whole bunch of other people. Yeah. And including I, when you play just twos. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. And it's too bad. That really some, makes me not want to play the game again. There's some. Oh no, no, you definitely should. But um, I just, I like those empty lobbies sometimes. Sometimes they were super fun, but again, it's a different experience. And like um, a lot of the time too, there's single bosses on a map. Like, uh, often there's two, right? And um, 
that's cool. But when there's a single one and, you know, 10 people, 10 other people on the map, oh boy, it's a shit show. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're really lucky, you get to the boss layer first and you kill him and start banishing him before anybody gets to you. But Uh like, by the time, like, before he's done banishing, you're surrounded by (laughs) everybody in the lobby. And the best that you can hope for is they'll be into each other and you'll get an opening, you'll get your way out and maybe, you know, find a strong... Squeak by. Oh, it's some stressful shit, man. A lot of fun. I've been having a blast with it. It's just, uh, again, a little bit on the stressful side. And Yeah. yeah. And then ARC was just some non-official stuff. Which was uh, a lot of fun. I boosted cool. servers and uh, just some kind of carefree PvP action, yeah. um, which is nice. Um, Agreed. Yeah. Especially when Hunt is so stressful. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice yeah. to just switch over and be like, I don't really care all that much. Yeah, yeah. Children of Mortar was kind of like a break for me, too. Okay, like, I've yeah. been playing a lot of Cyberpunk, and I was just like, I think I'm done with this. It's okay, like, that's yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. I kind of wanted to like cleanse my palate a bit before Resident Evil came out, too. Yeah, fair enough. But, um, fair yeah, enough. cool. Well, I mean, unless there's anything else you want to mention. Nothing comes to mind, huh? Well, uh, Teague, thank you very much for recording. Well, thank you. Much obliged. Nice to be back after a little vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I guess that's it for now, guys. Yeah. Uh, We'll see you next time with episode 24. Have a good one. Take it easy. Mm